Good morning, Juventini. Not uh, the result we wanted yesterday in the uh, Supercopa match versus Inter, but uh, nonetheless, I am uh, happy uh, for one reason, and that's to have an amazing panel to be able to cover the game and actually break it down. Okay, we got Alexa, we got Omar, and we have Francisco. Um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one to uh, break down. Um, there's a lot to talk about and a lot of you uh, and Tini uh, really letting it fly on uh, social media after the 2-1 uh, defeat. Um, I can tell you one person who is not having a good morning and that's Alexandro and he is taking some heat and nobody's, uh, yeah, this one uh, came out before we even hit the airwaves here uh, <laughs> with uh, this fan here. Bob, as always, good morning. We got Anthony, we got Luca. Yeah, Georg here saying the thumbnail has Al written all over it. Yes, yes, that was uh, almost a live view of uh, myself, and I'm sure a lot of you. Um, it was frustrating. Thanks to everybody for joining us, guys and gals. We ready? Are we ready to dive right into this thing? We're not going to waste any time. Let's get to the highlight reel, because for a match that went to 120 minutes, not that much in highlights, uh, to be uh, to be honest. Uh, we get more with. Uh, I think I had way more highlights in a Venezia Juve game than I did this uh, Derby d'Italia for the Super Cup. So uh, let's take a look here. Let's get to the slide. So early on, Inter came at us. Uh, they were coming at us very very strong. Um, they were getting a few opportunities here and there. This one falls to Latoro's feet, and uh, luckily he makes an absolute mess of it. Fantastic. Couldn't be happier. We move on. Um, they get a few other corners opportunities here. We come back up the pitch and uh, Morata chasing a ball down the wing. Gets a nice little cross in there as uh, Skriniar just uh, doesn't close down any space. And Big Mac kicks us off and I lose it. I'm at work. I think I spilled coffee all over a bunch of uh, important paperwork. I didn't care because I was pumped. Jacked. 1-0 UV. Okay. McKenney strikes. As this little magic wand celebration, things are good. Life is good. Let's continue, right? Well, let me get a little interesting scenario here. Okay, so to be noted, there was a couple similar instances like this. I was shocked to not see Barella face a yellow um, on a play earlier with Chiellini because I thought, man, there was like almost next to nothing there. It's very, very interesting. Even on this play, though, um, the ref calls it immediately. Um, he waits for confirmation. Nobody taught like he doesn't actually go look at it in the Supercopa. Did anybody find that bizarre? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, like why? Why is he not going to a monitor on any of these that are in question? It was kind of strange. Like mm -hmm. even throughout the entire game, like any of these moments. So I don't know if this was like a Supercopa thing because apparently even cards from uh, Serie A matches go into this. This Supercopa has become like a, uh, a WWE uh, pay-per-view event almost. Like it's a free-for-all. Nobody knows what you're going to get. But I'm, I was surprised that there was no look at anything. This play had me and Francisco uh, in the green room here backstage going at it. I was pissed because... I see a player in Dzeko. I feel like DiCilio has to be aware of where he is at. And there's no harm in taking the position. If you're not 100% sure, 
you are going to get to that 100% sure you're going to get position on that other player. There's no harm there with Jekyll going that way. He's going out wide. He's not going to strike from there. He's probably just going to go out wide and recycle the ball. I feel he should have been more aware. In the end of it, you could see here, it's almost as if Jekyll stomps on DeShilio's foot, if anything. But PK nonetheless. Francisco, I know you're going to get on this with your thoughts. We'll let you go, and then we'll get to uh, Lex and Omar. Um, it's a, it, it is a mistake. What I'm just saying is it's not the worst mistake in the world. And I'm saying that this happens to every defender in Europe. Like, the yeah. best defenders have had this kind of place because you think you're going to get the ball, and, and, and the striker just gets first. And it happens. And, and, and probably it, it was the same play that happened to Kilini. Kilini just was lucky that his foot just touched the ball or touched uh, the space first and then uh, Barella uh, stomped him if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken but it's not the worst mistake in the world. Maybe, had, maybe he should have maybe don't try to get the ball and just maintain position. Yeah, it's easy to say but if he touches the ball and he gets with the ball then we're Everyone here is saying, oh, the Siglu, what a fantastic play. But that's because just he- it, though. We're not the ones out there on the pitch. He's got to be the one that's 100% sure you're 1-0 up in a Supercopa match. That's but, just my point. Is like bro- He's, he's got to be – he's got to know 100%. And I kind of agree with Anthony when you watch the play. Yeah. He takes a couple steps off. Like, he's he was moving quicker, and then he almost lays off the gas a bit. And I was like – Dude, if you're going to lay off the gas, then you 100% have to take the position. Now, yeah. the beautiful thing about having a panel, Francisco, so we have tiebreakers, okay? Uh, unless they're split. Then we take it to the live. But Alexa, Come on now. Does, does he need Come to on. be better there? I agree with Anthony in the sense where he was just too slow to the ball. And I think that – I didn't think that was a pen, at least not a strong one at all. But I think that when you're slow to the ball like that, you give the ref the opportunity to – give you that call to make that call. So I think that, like you said, he had to either go in hundred percent, get there quicker. I think he didn't see Jekko. That's what I think. I think he didn't see him coming over his shoulder, was slow to the ball and then saw him and then felt like he had to do something to get there and then kind of lunged and then gave the ref that chance to make the call. Yeah. Omar. I'm sorry the the guys in the comments will have to you know give the final verdict because I'm with Francisco. That's that's just a bit of an unlucky incident. I don't think the Shilio saw Zeko, and it, it looked like Rugani is running there, and then the Shilio decided to run there because Rugani gave up. Um, I don't think he saw him. Zeko is a big guy; just managed to put his leg out before the Shilio. The, the same thing happened last season with Mertens and Napoli got a penalty. And, uh, you know, Napoli fans are all like, yeah, it's an absolute penalty. And a few months earlier, it happened to Napoli with Barcelona, with Koulibaly. And, and Barcelona got the penalty. So this type of stuff happens to everyone. Uh, yeah, the Chile was a bit late, but is he late if he didn't even see Zeko? He thought he was going for the ball. Uh, but is it a penalty? Uh, when's the last Juve Inter match you saw that didn't have any penalty controversy? It happens well, every game. It didn't surprise me a bit. We're split. We're split. Lewis, but, Lewis but, jumping in, splitting the vote, though. 
And luckily, Alexa's with the gaffer, and uh, we'll just say we're right. Um, <laughs> no, Come you know what? This is the thing. It's personal opinion, and you know, at the end of the day, I do agree with Francisco in the sense that it's not a big thing in the end of it. It wasn't the biggest mistake or anything, but it's a frustrating one. It's a frustrating pill for me to swallow in the sense that these guys just. I, I don't know. I, I expect better. I expect more awareness. Uh, even to say he's not aware of Jekko there. Um, I wish I had taken the screenshot before that because even that is is a tough pill to swallow um, in the sense of being like, oh, he doesn't realize he's there. I don't really know. But again, nonetheless, this happened. This sucked. Uh, we get to the next one, and it's uh, basically Lataro just uh, finishing it up. Okay, um, one one. We continue oh. on. Uh, we get to uh, the second half. Early in the second half, Bernardeschi with the ball that runs right across the uh, area, and he puts this thing wide. Handanovic frozen as he always is. He really just has to hit target, and that's in because Handanovic is. He's, come on, he does not have the agility to uh, make any stops of that uh, effort. He just has to hit target there frustrating one and uh, people were all over Berna but I saw Berna working his ass off and doing so much but this one this one hurts Francisco you look like you want to make a comment on this Berna opportunity here <laughs> the ball he has to go on the right place it doesn't have to go that into the corner he just needs to put the ball between the goal I don't think he was trying to kill it I didn't get that vibe off watching him shoot that. I think, like, honestly, he just he just missed the target. And, I, yeah, I just, maybe you're right. Maybe mm -hmm. he's trying to, uh, you know, thread the needle, so to speak. But uh, it, from the looks of where this defender is, it looks like he's kind of inside. It looks like he's got more than enough to place it not so fine into the corner, right? So yeah. I'm kind of with you on that I, one. Lex, Omar, any thoughts on this one? Ah, that 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 should have been a goal. You don't get many opportunities like this. Uh, you saw like 120 minutes, and how many opportunities like this did we have? You know, if it's Dybala there or even Kulusevski, that ball is in the net. Bernardeski, mm. that yeah, yeah, that that's that. I don't. That's the that's the Kulusevski spot. I'm sorry if he's there and it's that clear. He puts it in the net. That's the only good thing I can Lex, say about him. Lex, gotta jump in. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree. Like in the sense where it does have to be that it's got to be on target because it's just an opportunity. Especially when you're playing that defensive style, you don't get many chances. But I agree with Alec. I don't think he was trying to overdo it. I think he was just unlucky. I think he just missed. Which is, I, I, of course, I want to see a burn a goal. But yeah, well. I, I I, I do think that everybody was surprised of how out of position Handanovic was. Because everybody was like, oh, he's that bad? He didn't move. He didn't make any transition, like trying to move. And I know well, it's... I was uh, even shocked the ball was able to go across the entire area to Berna, who's on the opposite wing. Like, it's, you know, yeah, but, he's got, uh, you know, six players in there. I was pretty surprised, but... Uh, when it gets there, you're thinking, no. yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta finish that. Anyways, such is our luck. We move on. 
Um, here we have, uh, again, not very far on from the Berna. This was probably about seven minutes later, a cross coming in and a good header, I believe, from uh, Dumfries there. Perrine makes a good, good stop at the short side there. And honestly, we don't get much till later on. Uh, much, much later on. It was almost like a dead second half uh, from uh, 60 on. And this was a very, very close uh, header opportunity uh, from Sanchez. Uh, Skriniar and Chiellini battling over here, uh, tossing one another. And then uh, here you have a Dybala opportunity. I was hoping he would bury from like 30-something yards out and just seal the deal. Um no such luck. It goes wide. Handanovic frozen again. This is the part that frustrates me. Put more on target. This guy doesn't move, man. He doesn't move at the best of times. Remember that Juve comeback against Inter when Quadrado scores that goal that literally goes right by Handanovic and he's standing there? Um, this guy doesn't move. We put two attempts on target the entire match. Uh, we had eight attempts Altogether in 120 minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, that needs to, it, that just can't happen. Um, we will get to, to that. And lo and behold, um, the 120th minute when I actually had to remove myself from my workplace, um, I went into my truck and I think I let one of the loudest F bombs ever uh, fly because I just couldn't believe what i saw um routine guys routine and sandro decides i mean you can lower yourself head it hop up a bit and maybe uh, and boot it up you could try to corral it if you wanted to but keep it to yourself trying to put it to Kellini, he makes a mess of it darmian is obviously right on his tail Kellini gets caught in like no man's land because Sandro absolutely sewers him. And then uh, Sanchez uh, comes in and uh, finishes the play and it's, it's game over. And now we have the biggest mistake of them all. And guys, your thoughts on uh, the Sandro play that uh, finished it off. For me, it's just, you can't, you cannot uh, defend it. It's, uh, yeah, it, there's nothing you can say to defend it, right? It's just flat out awful and a fundamental mistake that should never happen at that level. We're right. What else can we say? The yeah. only thing I was wondering was what was the communication to him? Because it makes me wonder if he didn't know that Darmion was behind him and that he was coming over his shoulder. So he thought he could chest it down to Chiellini, who would clear it out, which I don't think was a good idea anyways, considering the numbers in the box. But it makes you wonder if maybe he wasn't told, he didn't check his shoulder, stuff like that. But not to excuse the mistake. It was a pretty big mistake. But I just wanted to throw that out there because that's what I was thinking about. And that's a great point. It was something I was going to mention too, because when you see Chiellini not even react initially, I could tell you right there, Sandro did not yell his name even. So even if I'm going to chest yeah. it to him, I'd say like, hey, you know, like Giorgio, you know, like something, you know, Mattia, if I'm going to try and like turn it towards him, 
both of those guys were just watching Sandro. So I guarantee you Sandro didn't put a name on it. And then even in his attempt to do it, I mean, he puts it half the distance, which it just leaves uh, Chiellini absolutely sewered. To me, it's an inexcusable mistake. Omar Francisco, nothing you could really say on that one. It's just... No, it just uh, it put a, a big, big stain on on what was otherwise a great match by Juve. Same, same mentality and same play that came from the Roma match, and they held it on for 120 minutes, and that's why it's so frustrating. Because if we, if we were like two one down, three one down, and he made that mistake, well, okay, it happens, but. You, you don't chest the ball down without, you know, Chiellini was just, he had no idea Sandro was going to do it. He wasn't prepared for it at all. And, like, haven't we learned from the Evra incident? Just kick it upfield. You're not looking for a goal right now. You're, you're going for penalties. What, why try to be clever and... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Besides that, it was a great match and he just ruined it for everyone. That's what's so upsetting about it. Yeah, absolutely. Francisco, anything uh, to add? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, it's what 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 are you doing? Yeah. What what how? When? And this now we get into this whole thing because um, you know, Omar brings it up and uh, we'll get to our summaries, our own personal summaries of this match because Omar says, you know, it was otherwise a great match from Juventus. I seen a post that basically had uh, written because at the end I I just made it real short and simple and it was basically um, you know, this is a couple matches back to back where Juventus has shown the uh, necessary fight and team spirit, uh, which is great and something to build off of. Um, in the end, this was Inter's best, okay? And it was not our best. It was not our best lineup that we put forward. And in the end of the day, it took two of our own errors to uh, seal our fate. Outside of that, a team that won nine out of their last 10, only lost coming to Real Madrid, was left rendering look looking pretty toothless for the most part of the game, to be honest, outside of maybe three or three opportunities. So in the long run, it took two of our own mistakes to do it. So it's not anything that we, there's not like we can't take anything out of this match. The fight was there. Okay. So in that sense, I was happy with the guys. I can't really knock any certain individual outside that Sandro last error, but honestly the fight and effort was there out of everybody. Rabio included like everybody. So I'm not going to sit there and knock guys. Dishilio, even with the, you know, if we can say that it was an error on the PK, whatnot, still they all fought every single one of them. Rugani, Rugani continued to have another decent showing. This was a team that was expected to go in there and blow us out because of the roster that we had to put out there for the lineup. And they didn't. And we had opportunities and we could have changed that game. And unfortunately, we did not. Um, I'm happy with that. But I saw messages and posts saying, do not be proud of this. Juve should never stand for uh, not winning and winning is all that matters and all this. Look, I agree. You know, we, we have to stay true to this motto. That should always be the aim. 
but at the same time, it's tough to crucify the guys when they kill themselves. And the reason I'm not crucifying them is because I need more out of Max. And I will leave it at that before we carry on because I want to hear all your summaries. We're going to start with Omar's summary. With mine? Okay. You're Omar. Let's go. Yeah, I, I was going to go with ladies first, but uh, okay. You're going to go, go around ahead. the horn this way. Okay, so like I said, besides that Sandro error and maybe the DeShilio error, it, it was a great match. It was the kind of spirit we were lacking all season long. What we were asking, and we always say, I, I don't mind losing as long as the guys put up a fight and show that they're worth it. Uh, and most of the season, it wasn't like that. But yesterday, it wasn't like Inter deserved the win. It was a tie. Juve could, could have easily won it. If I would have told you one month ago that Juve are going to play Inter with Decilio, Rugani, and Sandro in the back, Perin in goal, and, they're going to, and it's going to be a tie against the full Inter squad, you would have laughed in my face. No one would have believed me. If there was a dislike button on Twitter, I would have gotten a thousand dislikes. And, but, you know, reality aside and jokes aside, that's what happened. And that gave me actually great confidence going forward. If we had a full team available with the same spirit, we, we could have won it. We could have definitely won it. And, you know, just the, everyone was, was working their asses off. I think Sandro was covered by McKenney all game long. McKenney, I don't know how he kept running all game long. The one second he wasn't there, Sandro made a mistake that cost us a goal. And even Rabio was good. Morata pressed mm -hmm. nonstop. Uh, Lucatelli was brilliant. The Shirio did his job fantastically. We'll get to uh, some personal performances but, when we get to uh, the yeah, player. Uh, everyone was great. That's yeah. my that's my point. Everyone was great. And, you know, this is football. This this type of stuff happens. We've done it to teams across Europe for the past 10 years, at least once or twice every year. Last minute wins and everything. This time it's not us. It sucks, but it is Super Copa. It's not that out of all the trophies, it's the most useless one. And, you know, leave it to Serie A to to ruin it, to not postpone it, uh, considering the current state in Italy, to have it in a home field of one of the teams, something that has never happened. And still, and it was up to the players to make a good match out of it. And I enjoyed the, you know, the sportsmanship mm -hmm. between them. No one got into a fight. Everyone was always hugging and apologizing on fouls, which I very, like to, very much like to see. And that's it. It was a okay. good game by Juve. Let's get to Lexa's summary, and then we're going to get uh, Francisco's here. Um, I'm going to go off of Louis' point. So I think that, for me, um, in terms of Allegri's game plan, it was executed nearly perfectly. Aside from the penalty error and the mistake at the end, you could tell the team was playing for Penn since like the 70th minute, and they were sitting back on it. But I thought that the way – so the criticism with Max and the way he set up the team is it's understandable because I think that coming off of that Roma game, I think some of us wanted to see a different type of lineup. But I think if I'm Max and I'm watching that Roma game, I think Ali mentioned this last week, you're going, this, this was a circus. And I think that's what he took out of that Roma game. And he's going, we conceded three against Roma. We scored four, but we conceded three. And Inter's not Roma. 
and we're going to be at down um, six starters, right? So I think that the way Max is set up, I was impressed by and I thought he deserved credit for because we pretty much stifled Inter for aside from, like you said, three or four good chances for the 120 minutes. And I was, I thought that was pretty impressive and I'm critical of Max usually, but I, and I'm not a fan of the sit back style because I do think that those two errors that we had, I think that you invite that stuff to happen when you do sit back, right? Like that's the risk that you run by playing that, right? By trying not to concede and trying to hold the other team off, you risk a penalty error, you risk things like these happening. I think we've seen things like that happen with Max in the past, playing the same style. But I thought that although we wanted more out of our attack and more chances created, realistically, we were missing guys like Quadrado. Dybala didn't play until the 70th minute. Kiz is injured. And I think that um, especially Quadrado, I think is very underrated in terms of how he contributes to our attack. Dybala just is the glue that brings together the transition between our defense and attack, not playing him. I think that Max went with the players, looked at the squad that he had and put us in a position to either win off of our one opportunity, which McKenney did bury. But I think if maybe Burner scores his, we have a different game on our hands or we don't have those individual errors that like Sandro conceding the penalty on MDS. I think his game plan works, but I'm, like I said, I was impressed at what he did, but not my personally favorite style. Yeah. But I thought it was effective. I'm going to piggyback off what everybody says towards the end, and then we're going to really dive in uh, deep on the whole the team and everything. And Allegri, uh, Francisco, uh, your summary on this match, your kind of thoughts uh, at the uh, 120 minute end uh, there. I do agree with what Lex said about if you sit back, you invite mistakes. That's very true and the only thing that i uh i can critic max in this game was they were pressing and it was working at the beginning of the game juventus was doing a high pressure game mm -hmm. and inter was not being able to get the ball out cleanly mm -hmm. and it was working and and there was uh like 10, 15 minutes in which Juventus was pressuring the ball and we were doing good and we were creating not maybe not dangerous chances, but we were creating chances and that included the goal. We were making Inter create mistakes because there was one play in, was, in which um, Berna uh, stole a ball from the, the brick, if I'm yes. not mistaken. It was Kulishevsky that stole uh, it, and then Berna was running in. I wanted yeah. the shot early. If you shot the ball or you pass the ball to Morat, it's a clean goal. Because oh, as, as we know, Handarvik is always frozen. So it's a goal. But it didn't happen. My main critic of the game is I know that you like to go back when you have to lead. And I do understand that. But take into consideration that many of the players that I'm not playing are defenders, are your best defenders. Why not try to try to pressure the ball, especially if it, if it is working? The pressure was working. Yeah, there were times where Inter were able to break the pressure and they created some transitions, problems, but they were never risking, we were never risking a chance that was very, very clear. My only critic is that Try to pressure the ball high because it was working. 
and we were creating chances because if you yeah. don't have the ability to create it from the back, then you have to get the ball as close to the other keepers as possible. And we were doing that for 10, 15 minutes, and then we abandoned that as soon as as we got the score, which yeah. is my only critic. And, and now this is the perfect segue into the deep dive, which we're going to do now, um, because I do have some contradictions to some of the stuff that was said in terms of game plan and whatnot. But we will do the Stripe Tarts Apparel sponsored man of the match in our individual opinions. Okay, so uh, stripetartsapparel.com, check them out. The biggest catalog of custom UV gear you will find and uh, proceeds go to charities. So show some love and support the pot. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on the audio outlets, get over to YouTube. What are you waiting for? This is where the, all the action is, okay? Subscribe to the channel, okay? And thanks for all the support, everybody that is here. While you're here, like the video, okay? Makes a big difference. Thank you. Now, man of the match, everybody, real quick. Francisco. I'll go Rabiot. I'll go, I'll go Rabiot. All right. <laughs> Lex. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Lex, no, you're Lex. muted. Sorry, I'm going with McKenny um, for the goal and for the fact that he just didn't stop running for 120 minutes. Nice. Damn it. Omar. Just because he said McKenny. the match, Omar. It's okay. No, no, no. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'll go with Perrin. Perrin? Oh, I can't buy that. I can't buy that. Nice, can't nice. Buy yeah, I, I, I won't think, laugh. Uh, I'm not like you. <laughs> no, come on, Rabio. I didn't laugh because you're wrong. I laughed because you know it's, it's me. To hear. Me, me no, saying no. Rabio. <laughs> no, no, it's just a new thing to hear, Rabio. I've got to go with Weston. I got to go Weston on this one. Uh, I was uh, shocked at uh, how much gas he still had in the tank in that full, full game. Going into extra time and everything, he was he was big at a big big game. So. Weston. The sprints. Did you now, see the sprints? Now, Allegri achieving a good game plan against Inter. You can say that based on how we. Uh, and first, I gotta just keep giving this a shout out. Death Clutch with us. I just love that name. Okay, it's got to be a heavy metal band. I'm gonna Google this thing because I guarantee there's a heavy metal band. Death I'm clutch. a big metalhead, and I don't know that that band. Ah, well, now you do. I'm sure of it. Okay. I'm going to check it out. You could say Allegri achieved a solid uh, game plan based on the fact that we did kind of somewhat shut Inter down in terms of, uh, I guess, opportunities on target and whatnot and clear-cut scoring chances. In the end, they did have 23 attempts to Juve's eight. Um, six attempts on target. To Juve's two. 63% possession to enter to Juve's 37%. Now, in terms of the game plan, and was it great for Max? I am left saying I need more from Max. Um, I understand people saying, well, look at the lineup and everything. Well, here's my frustration, and I know we got into it on the team chat for quite some time, which is great. That's what it's all about, and I love it. If you're going to go out, it comes to a personal preference in style and everything. And, you know, Lex touched on when you sit back, you invite the pressure. I can't help but feel 
it's just inevitable that we will eventually concede or a mistake will happen because you're just inviting wave after wave after wave. This is not something I just started feeling or just felt yesterday with Max. This is long going of that style in general. And the only time I felt confident was when we had the BBBC. Okay. That's different. And those days are gone. Now, did he achieve the great, uh, an ultimate game plan for a lot of this game? We had no opportunities. We could have continued to play this game for 240 minutes. We would not have found a goal. We wouldn't have because outside of that, we were stretched and he ran the risk of playing a game that had to get sealed, you know, or he would have had to go to kicks. That was in the long run. That would have been the only way we would have done it when Inter scored. Um, and that's just a shame. I mean, uh, after they get the one, one, we saw there on highlights, we probably get like three opportunities that burn one. And then uh, one where he made a great run on his own solo, took a shot, went over the bar. But other than that, it's just not enough. Now, the frustrating part for me is that everybody kind of defending and saying, well, you know, Dybala doesn't have 90, doesn't have this. I talked about it going into it. I said, if you're going to truly go after it, the mentality and the approach was there 100%. I will not say otherwise. But that's only a part of it. Where's the set game plan on how to hurt opponents? And this is not just this game I'm talking about. This is this season. Because you see teams and how they play. And usually when I watch Juve go out, I don't see a clear-cut game plan on how we are going to exploit them. Every single team has a weakness. And a lot of the time, we don't exploit it. Against Inter, if we're going to play a counter-attacking game, and the weird thing was in the midfield how it shaped up because this was essentially 4-4-2. Uh, the weird thing was is that McKinney and Rabio were off to one side, leaving Loka and Berna on the other side. Berna ended up having to be your controller, which Berna was actually one of the few guys on that team that could attack space. Morata was being used drop deep, going out to a flank, okay, making up for the mids, going deeper defensively and he was doing a great job Morata working there but then who is who's playing off of this Kulishevsky has no pace why is he the one left up higher up so we weren't even really playing a counter-attacking game uh Francisco nailed it right on the head earlier at the start the pressure was great and that was helping us and we were generating from it we were creating problems for Inter as soon as you take that pressure away we had no game plan to break them down my last comment, the most frustrating thing, is if you say, he said in the end, this was the most frustrating thing to hear from Allegri. Well, Dybala, you know, he's not available for the full match. So he's like, you either take him at the beginning or take him at the end. Well, take him at the beginning. Like, play, go after it. And I said this, and I was battled with hard. Play him at the beginning and just go for it. That's what I mean by going for it. Empty that clip. Like, if this team doesn't play on the throttle, too toothless. And like I say, we could have played 240 minutes. We wouldn't have found another goal. But, guys, dive into this. Should we okay. have, you know, played? 
Did Balasuna do in the in the end? This is my frustration. Arthur and Locatelli get Locatelli further up, even though Rabio played a great game. Okay, that mid, a lot of Juventini wanted it. In the end, we played 120 minutes, and all these guys got in there. Just play your best, go at it from the start, and see what happens. That's all. That's all. Now you guys take it from there. I'm done on this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm ninety percent agreeing with you on the on the system and how we are going to create chances. But considering the squad he had available yesterday, I don't think he had much choices. To be honest, like Francisco said, most of the players are defensive minded, and he kind of made the best out of what he could. And maybe he should have started DiBala. If DiBala had started and gotten injured, then would have said he shouldn't have started DiBala. Well, he and played DiBala at the end, and if he would have got injured, then what? It's the same yeah, thing. We can't live in it's fear. It's always the same thing. It, we're not living in fear. But if you ask me, uh, comparing between the Supercopa and the match against Udinese, Udinese is far more important. Supercopa, okay, it's a nice win because it's Inter. It makes it more interesting. If it was like uh, Napoli or even Milan, then it was a bit different. Um, but don't forget, we played against a full Inter squad. They're, they are a better team than us at the moment, almost in every possession, let alone the roster we had last night. My main knock on Max is that he didn't substitute any of the back line. Like, okay, Sandro gave it 90 minutes. You said Pellegrini wasn't available for full 90. Throw him in there. Freshen up. You see that all the attackers are coming from this side, that McKenney is running his ass off to... You know, keep us from conceding from the left. Chiellini covering a lot for Sandro all the time. Freshen things up a bit. Uh, in regards to the midfield, that's that's what we had. I would have put Arthur on earlier uh, to make him play a bit more with, uh, with uh, Locatelli. Besides that, I don't think they could... I expected them to achieve a lot less than what they achieved last night. I hope this doesn't hurt morale and they keep going on forward. Uh, with the same mentality we saw. Could we have won it? Yeah, probably. We could have had a penalty on Bernardeschi there. Then things would have been a lot different. But it is what it is. Um, inevitably, the thing that happened was what we all expected to happen. Like, we hoped Juve would win, mm -hmm. but the reality was an inter-win. And the thing that act, you know made me angry than everything is that why did we have to play 120 minutes? Why wasn't it like last season a 90 minute match and straight to penalties? Hmm. Why? I don't get it. Lex. Um, you bring up a lot of good points, Alan. I do agree with you in the sense of um, this like sitting back defensive style. It's not like my preference either. And um, I think that going forward, hopefully we do see Allegri trying out those three midfielders. We keep shouting for the McKenney, Arthur, and uh, Locatelli combination. And hopefully we do see them try to be more on the front foot and look at how, because that, it's interesting that you pointed that out. It's more so looking at how can we exploit the opponents, whereas Allegri's mentality has often been how can we adjust in order to stop our opponents. And that's what he's really good at. He's good at setting up tactically against other teams and I was just looking at yesterday's game as more of like I thought I found it difficult to criticize Allegri just during yesterday's game just looking at 
that one game, isolating it from kind of the rest of the season. Um, I thought a lot of people were kind of using that game as kind of an umbrella to I, to criticize him for what he's been doing throughout the season. Whereas I thought yesterday, given the depleted squad that he had and the lack of numbers, the lack of creative players we had available to us, the lack of good attackers. It's interesting because, you know, like we said, Inter was their full squad. Like if you looked in the, was it the 80th minute or something, I think Inter took off Martinez and Jeco brought on Sanchez and Correa. Like right there, I think that is just like, look at that depth. Like who do we, like once we press, we play attacking, who do we substitute after? Because it's, you know what I'm saying? Like who can, I think Max looks at our, especially in our attack and he doesn't, he's not going to use Kyle George. He's not going to, he's not going to put them on, which I mean, whether or not we agree with that, I think that, you know, he put on Keane, took off Morata. I just think he didn't have the personnel available to him yesterday. And then that was just my opinion of it. But I, I do agree with you guys in the sense where I want to see Juve try to put our best team out there and take teams on more proactively and like you said, if you're going to go for it, you put Dybala on from the start. I think as soon as he didn't start Dybala, it was evident that he was going for the long game and that he was, especially from, like said, we said, like the 60th minute onward, he was going for pens. And then Omar raises a great point, too, in the sense where why didn't he make some substitutions? And that's the other criticism you can point to Max for is he has his players that he likes to play and he can be stubborn in terms of making changes. So like you said, why not bring in Pellegrini? Like that was a question that I also had. I, even Bonucci, yeah. even yeah. Bonucci for Organilate. Well, the Bonucci thing was interesting too. At the end, uh, everybody saying he got into it with an official. It was not an official. It was uh, one of the secretaries for Inter, and nobody knows the uh, context, whatnot. But uh, Bonucci is claiming he had words, and was there's a report of somebody that was close to there saying that the guy was trying to uh, almost in a taking a jab manner trying to like ease up Benucci about being upset or whatnot Benucci just was having none of it honestly I have no issues with it and I don't really care Benucci was all of us at that point um Francisco your take on Max and the game plan and just what do we need more of did where could corrections have been made or was this just simply it well um I do, as I said before, I do think that the pressing was working for us because we lacked that creative. We were we were physically better. I think we were physically better. Our midfielders were physically stronger than them, and, and, and we saw that throughout the game. We were uh, maybe technically we were not better, but physically we were better. And pressing was good for us because we don't have those creative midfielders. We don't have them. Or, or at least Max don't, doesn't play them at the same time. Uh, and pressing was good for us because we did have some players at, at the front that could create danger. So we made Inter create, made their own mistakes. We used them and we scored. That's what we should have done. And, and frankly, we were doing it and, and it worked. Um, I, I won't crucify Max because at the end of the day, uh, Serie A is more important. And I do understand that if things, if Max plays the best players today, it doesn't work and we lose 
next Serie A game is going to be hell. So I do understand that. My critic about the pressing still maintains. I do think that pressing was uh, the best uh, tool that we had to contain Inter and don't allow them to play. But we also have to take into consideration something. And we ha- we need to think that, well, everybody, every one of us is thinking about the depleting squad. And we did have a depleting squad, but which of the players we were, we didn't have? Because we need to start realizing that Chiesa is not going to play for us until the next season. So we cannot go back to Chiesa every time we don't win. That's my my thing. And but yeah, Dybala didn't play, but Dybala wasn't created when he played in the game either. So he's not. But the it, team was already had changed yeah. drastically with changes, and that's kind of my point. That's just my point, right? Is it's not all apples to apples, right? It's apples to oranges because at that point, the whole thing had, had changed, and we didn't truly set out in even a four-three-three. It was not a four-three-three. It was listed as a four. It did not play as a four-three-three. And again, you're, I. I I feel like Max is dipping his toes in the pool rather than just fucking setting out and jumping in. Here's my issue with Max. I don't, nothing's going to change with this team until he personally changes because he hasn't. Max hasn't changed and he does not have the guys that he had before. So if he doesn't, change himself my fear is this team will not and you can sit around and we can beg for all these players and we can ask for all this i still see again you go game to this is not a super copa issue where i have criticisms of max again you go down the line of matches even ones where we've won and it's like what is our actual game plan most of the chances created are just exactly that, just by chance. Like, it's just like, holy smokes, we kind of fell on this one, you know, or and even some of these goals. And it's just, I need to see a lot more, like, organizationally and structurally. That's all for Max. Because, again, it's very, very hard to just continue to criticize individuals and whatnot when – you look at something as a system and it's kind of all over. And even yesterday, I mean, the guys did well, but they worked their ass off so much defensively that how can you expect a lot of offense to come? It just didn't make sense. The guys weren't in the right position because they were, we were just pinned too far back and we didn't have an answer for it. You know, Kulashevsky, who's one great trait is strength and breaking free in the middle wasn't used as a pivot to try and help get those counter opportunities. You know, Bernardeschi who has great pace can attack space wasn't used as that guy early on, even when we were in the press and stuff. So it was, it was, it was very, very strange, right? It just needs to make sense. The frustrating part from the Roma to the Supercopa match, just because they're so close in close contrast and there are other matches that kind of showed us the same thing as what we wanted out of that role match. It's just 
the Roma match was the first time when we kind of did. Well, it's not the first time we did it because we had a couple other matches where we were chasing results late and we just said, okay, let's get these guys out there and go. And we pretty much abandoned Max's plan or lack thereof and whatnot. And it was the best flashes you've seen out of this Juventus team. I can't help but feel we're just not, he, he's almost too scared to just go that route because it's against everything he stood for before. I can't help but feel that way. Like but, he, but, he needs but, to go against himself to get this team to actually do what but, they're capable of. But Will then why, do why do, why do Juventus bring him back? We well, expect, hey, we, we were not expecting what I'm still waiting for the call back, man. I put many, calls. I'm trying to get that answer, man. Well, man, I, I'm just saying that when they're the, when they're in it, the beaches in Puerto Rico, Francisco, you got to uh, ask for us. Yeah, you got to get the, the problem. Okay? The problem is, I told him, I told him, you're not getting Guardiola. Don't expect Guardiola. We're getting Max, and Max is like this. We we cannot. Uh, Okay, we cannot we can ask organization and structure in the attacking phase. That's cool, and I agree. But let's not start asking Max to play like his uh, Jurgen Klopp or his Guardiola when he's not. He has never been that. And when we bring Ma when Juventus uh, got Max back to be the coach and gave him that contract, they knew what they were getting. They're getting uh, they they get the most Italian coach that there is. The most Italian coach that there is. This is a guy who's not going who's gonna score what he needs to score and who's gonna try to win. He doesn't mind that the game is not pretty. He doesn't mind that we only have two chances in the entire game. As a matter of fact, the most max like game I've seen is the one against Chelsea, in which we had like what two two chances. Yeah, and guess a very one. That's Max. So, so let's not let's not kid ourselves. We wanted another kind of Juventus. Then we we go out and get another coach, because that's not we, we had a. You wanted to play good and fancy, then go back to sorry. No, no, no. Oh, okay, that's no, what I'm thinking. What no, but I, okay. Real uh, quick, I'll get real quick. Um, So, Max, if this is the case, whatnot, and you feel like maybe he's not going to change, well, you know, you, you no, just but, flat out, he will not change. What, but, no, but I want to say something no. about that. I want Like, how many coaches are there for building a team out of the top managers? Is it Guardiola? Have you ever had to rebuild a team? Is it Zidane who failed rebuilding Real Madrid? There are certain managers that are good at it. Uh, they're not available. It's Klopp, it's Bielsa, it's Brendan Rogers. It's, it's Conte, it, regardless it's of who like it. For there okay, are so managers that are good on the that. Barn because Georg, Georg had this question in. We're going to start with Omar. And he said the right man that should have been brought in was Conte. Yes or no, Omar? Should we have brought in Conte instead of Allegri? Living feelings aside, yes. Alexa. Yes. I agree. Shameless, but I agree. Francisco. Yo, I always said my my first choice was Klopp. Always. Klopp. Always said. Jurgen Klopp was the first set because he's the only coach in the in the entire in, in Europe who has taken a, a a team like Liverpool who are dying. Liverpool was dying. 
And but the difference is look, Liverpool gave him four years. Exactly. They didn't fire him after one or two years. That, that's the key. If they would have fired but, him, then same old Liverpool. But going back to that time, Conte did not sign for Inter until we kind of shut the door and, and sealed that fate. So at that point, did you think, Francisco, we should have brought Conte back even at that point? No, I was looking for another coach. I, I, I always said, I love Conte, but I don't think Anieri is going to do it. So yeah. bring another coach. And people started talking about Guardiola, about this kind of coaches. I say, if you're going to go big on a coach, go right and go for club. If not, go for um, uh, bring back Max or, or, or go for Conte. If you're going to go big, go for club. If not, then they'll do it. Yeah. Let's get to uh, the Storm the Barn questions, everybody. That was kind of the first one. Now we've got uh, KM coming in. Would you leave out Dybala for Berardi? So let him walk for Berardi? Um, these are rapid-fire questions, guys. We don't need to dive in too deep. It's just simple no. and quick answers. I'm going to say no. Um, no. Francisco. No, no. Uh, well, with no. a handle like at Dybalexa. We know, we know yes. the answer, uh, Omar. No, come on. No, no. Yeah, so that's a that's a unanimous one here. Um, Storm the barn. What can Allegri do to change our game management to control the ball? Honestly, Play Arthur. Play Arthur. yeah. I think uh, if you're looking to control the game, this is one of the things. Uh, another battle that happened in the All UV Cast chat yesterday is our tour and the use of him. Right now, obviously, we all know about the rumors to Arsenal and that it's. It's done if Juve wants it, but they need a replacement. Now's not the time, in my opinion. Um, you know, uh, the other thing we have to think about, it's just a loan. I don't think anybody understands the big amount he came in on and what we would actually need to sell him for in order to gain capital. It just ain't going to happen. Um, you have to look to utilize him. And this is the thing. He's one of the guys we currently have on the roster. You have to utilize him. For me play him and get Locatelli moving up the pitch further to start creating opportunities. This team uh, continues to not be able to create enough quality chances. And if you got guys that you're looking to recoup goals and now keys out again, create more should be simple. That's my thoughts. Start utilizing Arthur. Um, Lex, let's go with you. Um, I, I agree with you. I think that he has to, not play a 4-4-2 and play either a 4-3-3 or um 4-2-3-1 either and utilize Arthur. I think that I don't like rate him in the sense that I think he's amazing because I don't think he's proven himself to that extent yet, but I do think that we don't use him well enough and, or use him enough. And so I think that he's got to make some of those changes and to do that if we want to control the ball. Yeah. Omar. Well, no need to expand on Arthur. They just covered it. I'll just move the the back line a bit more forward, and let the let the midfielders move the ball between them, and not the defenders, which initially goes down to Chiellini shooting up a long ball, or Bonucci. Um, just let the midfielders manage the play, and not the defenders. 
Beautiful, beautiful. And Francisco is already pretty clear. Just said Arthur. Arthur is he was he was playing good yesterday and i yeah. said on the shot he did a one two with locatelli i almost started crying because i've never seen that yeah. <laughs> you it brings, it brings good balance it just brings yeah. good balance rabio bendancourt is the same mckinney locatelli arthur is a good balance for midfield yeah so cliff comes in with i've heard people saying inter dominated the match uh well no, I uh, disagree from a few respects. I think Juve were more no. physical and it was very back and forth. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I wouldn't call it uh, domination by any means. Like I said, we our one thing that the game plan did do was slow down uh, Inter and uh, definitely, definitely, uh, yeah, just slowed them down a lot. Unfortunately, we didn't have the balance uh, to be able to do enough uh, offensively. Your guys' thoughts will go around the horn real quick. Uh, Omar? Um I, I believe it was said by Inter fans. Uh, I didn't feel like they were dominating the match. Uh, they look kind of, you know, not too many ideas because you could close them down uh, pretty well. So it wasn't dominated by Inter, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it was dominated. I think Max pushed the classic um, Allegri stalemate. So I think there's a lot long stretches in the match where just kind of nothing was happening for either side mostly because we were shutting them down. So, yeah, I wouldn't say they dominated. Yeah, yeah. Now, Lewis. Lewis has one. What manager in their right mind would take this job? No finances. Base player hasn't renewed four managers in four years. It's a tough spot, and this is why I gave a lot of credit to Pirlo, actually, last year for even taking it. Um because they've created such a nightmare. And the other thing is too, this is one of the things throughout this transition, we talked about this in the team chat yesterday. And my comment was throughout these years, it's been a different issue. It was a different issue with Sari. It's a different issue with Pirlo. You know, some things improved, some things were bad. Here you are back with Max. There are some things that are good, but there are some things that are bad. It's just different issues until you commit and you start working with that person to correct those issues, it's crazy because you're just going to be going one year to the next. And yeah, you'll solve something, but you're going to open up different issues. But you're not going to solve any issues by continuing to change. That's just my two cents. Um, Francisco, what do you think? Well, uh, right now, it, the best thing we can do is stay with Max uh, at least two, two seasons. Well, three, maybe more. We need to stay with one coach to provide that balance into the structure that he wants for the future. We cannot be changing and changing coaches. Uh, to answer that question, what kind of coach will, will do that is a coach that is not that proven. When when you went to what look, looking for a coach, the names that were coming up the, were names that were not that proven. Uh, other, obviously, that the big names that were not coming back but the other names were uh, Gattuso which is uh, it was a coach that was not as proven when we're talking about the upper echelon of uh, European football or, or, or Italian coaches like the Serbi we may mention or, or even Vincenzo Italiano but those are the kind of guys who are going to take this job because they know that there maybe they won't get another shot so to answer that question, the the coaches that are gonna take 
this risk and take a Juve job is unproven coaches. For for Juve right now, the best thing we can do is stay with Max uh, and, and and build a team to a build a team that he wants to coach, so he can stay like for two three seasons. So my contradiction is the fact I asked all of you if he would change, and you said no as your first answers, your first responses. One of the things Max is known for is to make it very, very difficult for the young integrating in. We have some good, good young talent that could potentially be in the mix in the next year, two seasons. If he's not able to change even in terms of an approach style and an attacking thing, if he's what gives us any signs that he's going to change with the youngsters too? And does that make sense for this project? So maybe we'll kind of twist Lewis's thing to does Max make sense for this project in your opinion? And who wants to tackle this baby first? I'll go first. And I'd say, I don't think is that the thing is that I don't think Max doesn't like the young players. What he doesn't want to do is to throw them under the bus or throw them into the fire. If they fail, then they are bad players. He doesn't like to do that. He prefers to hold up a player more and maybe uh, take the criticism about not playing him, hold up the player a little more, and then give him the minutes than to throw him under the fire. Right now he's playing some guys because he has to play them. But let's not forget that Spinazzola played with Max before going to Roma. Let's not forget that Akeem debuted with Max. So it's not like he hasn't played any jump players. He's not going to uh, answer every time a kid does a good uh, skill in, in a U17 game. He's not going to play on the first team. He's going to say, he's a young guy. We've got to give him time. That's, that's, he always said that. The thing is, we're accustomed right now to seeing guys like Haaland, Mbappe, the kids for Arsenal. Guys are very young to play at a very high level, that, but that's not the norm. Yeah. So we need to be very careful with that. Omar yeah. and Alexa, real quick, yeah. is Max the right guy for the project? Uh, that, that's ahead, not the, the right question. It's not the right question. Is he? We don't know yet. Uh, giving him one ear is letting him have his project? No. And we evidently know that changing manager every season, every season isn't good. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's what we have right now. That's the top tier manager who's available, and in the summer, everyone wanted him uh, instead of Pirlo. And now everyone wants Pirlo back, maybe because you watch the All or Nothing. Uh, not not everyone, some... not everyone, but yeah, almost you're right, everyone. For the most part, everybody kind of wanted uh, okay, Max almost back and everyone. had a different assumption. And this is another great point: is that maybe back then, maybe Max wasn't getting the most out of what we had. And maybe we didn't give enough credit to who we actually had and what they were doing. So it's, it's yeah, interesting. But, Flex. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Omar. I go think, ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead I'll, just, I'll just finish because we talked about it in the chat yesterday. These young players, Max, know the reality. We just talked about it. Uh, 
in the last three seasons, everyone, excuse me for the language or the kids that are listening, everyone was shitting on Vinicius Jr. And this season, he suddenly became one of the best players in Europe, top 10, top 20, maybe. And because he was a young guy and it takes time to evolve. And I don't know, it could be Kulusevsky in two years' time, but we need to give them time to cook at their own pace. Not everyone breaks out at 19. And not everyone is Haaland or Mbappe. These things are pretty real, actually. Huh. He, there you he, go. Just watch them on YouTube and get it. And all of us. Lex. Yeah, Lex. I agree with Omar in the sense where it's like a hypothetical question to ask because we are realistically, we're stuck with him. And I do also think it is only fair that we at least give him another season because I think that that was a mistake that we made with the past coaches. And everyone's recognized that changing coach every year has kind of just left us in the same position the next year with having to restart with a new ideology, a new coach, and then you know, then we fire them and move on to another coach. And so I think that it's only fair also to give Allegri the summer, I think, to get maybe some players that he wants to put in his system. I mean, he is still missing a main striker. Like I think a lot of people pointed out, whereas I was mostly and am still mostly part of the group that wished we had kept Pirlo, more so just for the fact that we had um, something set up with him. There is a long-term plan. There was a vision. And it felt like it wasn't fair to hire an inexperienced coach and then only give him one season and then fire him at the end of it. But I do think that he had Ronaldo. And so I think that's like something that can't be overlooked that Max doesn't have this season. And so I think Max is still in desperate need of a main striker and some other pieces to fit before. So I want to say, like, I know a lot of people are shouting like Allegrio and stuff, and it's not realistic because of the contract we signed him to. And I would just say, just like hold off on, I'm going to try and hold off on my um, evaluation of him for now. Am I convinced of him at this point being the right man for the job to answer the question? No, just because going back to Al's point about his um, nature and like he would really have to change who he is fundamentally in order to get, if we want to play more of an attacking style, get the most out of the group we have. Yeah. But I also think that he also doesn't have the pieces that he needs yet. And that I think it's only fair to give him another season before passing judgment on what he's going to do, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, can I make and two very quick points? Very quick points. First of all, uh, you, all the fans, you can't uh, you know, say how bad our players are all the time and then expect Max to play beautiful, attractive football with lots of goals. That's the players we have. That's what he has to work with. Second, is Morata far better as a winger than as a striker? No, no, don't go there. Don't it's go there. It's just the again. It, it I, I put it back better. on the system needs to make sense. He's he was going out to a flank because that side was pressed back with and and he know, was man, better I, than he was all season as a striker. A lot of organizational things there. I I don't I don't I don't know I don't know. Right. Uh, let's uh, wait let's see. get going. We got quite a bit here still. Storm the barn. Anthony coming in here. With how well the show went today, am I relegated to the bleachers permanently? Yes. There's no need your, to Yes. Never. You're, no. Bet your ass that you do. You do. Yeah, you yeah. betcha. You Sorry, were before. Buddy. You just oh, kept hopping no. on. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Adios. Okay, I got you, Anthony. Adios. <laughs> we'll get Anthony there. We'll get Anthony there. Okay, KM, 
Thoughts on a meeting with Sassuolo next week for Scamacca? I am happy with that news. So obviously the rumors are that they are putting the full press on for Scamacca in the summer. Um, happy with it, yes or no? Me? Yeah, I'm happy with it. Francisco? Yeah, I prefer that they go on a reunion with a midfielder, for a midfielder. That's what we need. The nice thing about this, just to touch on, it's the wage doesn't stop you from a mid or something else too, right? Lexa, happy with the news or no? I'm happy as long as there's only one meeting and it's done. No, I'm just kidding. It's no, like meeting no. man again, like last summer. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't Jay go Sox like that. Was tough to deal with. That carnival <laughs> didn't make it easy. I'll tell you that. Omar, happy with Skamaka or no? I'll be happy for Francisco. Francisco has been talking about him for two years before yeah. the, you know, the Skamaka hive started this season. When he was Would only 20 million you, euros. Yeah. Well, 20 million, not 40. I don't know. Yeah. I have no answer oh, for that. Oh, man. So here's the thing. We've got some other um, Storm the Barn questions. They're just very, very long. We like the rapid fire stuff for Storm the Barn. And, um, yeah, it, it's it's there's a lot of news going around here. The latest is, of course, with Dybala. We talked about the rumors saying that, uh, you know, as people are starting to get their minds made up that uh, the club might be pushing him out. There's a lot of stuff to follow. We're going to start hearing a lot of things. And it's normal that as the Mercado gets further on, you know, as the window gets closer to close, things will intensify and you'll start hearing all sorts of things. This moment of time with this team, you know, it, it is what it is. The biggest thing is there's, building blocks there but i said it even after roma it really depends on the follow-up and how we uh approach it afterwards this uh supercopa there was things there was positives we can take out of that and that was the fight i see cliff is getting absolutely he was getting roasted earlier on for saying that no it wasn't a uh domination and a few people went back and would check the stats check the stats look we went over the stats 23 at total attempts for Inter, eight on target, um, 63% possession, 67% possession, somewhere around there. But on the pitch, I don't care about those numbers off there because on the pitch, it really wasn't a domination. I don't think you could call it a domination on the pitch. Again, where was the majority you, of that possession held? It just it didn't give the vibe you, of total domination. Have you ever seen Iniesta stats? Yeah, Iniesta the stats are horrible. Watch the game. Don't watch the stats. The stats don't tell yeah. the story. It's I, I can't say it was a, a, a domination uh, from Inter. Uh, no, it, it definitely wasn't if you watch that game. It was anything but, and that result was up in the air again until an unfortunate error, which I had nightmares about uh, all night, um, unfortunately. But uh, we move. We move. This weekend, Udinese, and uh, we'll see what happens. We need to uh, get back on track. Bernardeschi had some good words in his interview and basically talking about it. And someone mentioned it earlier. I put it up there. And that's just basically that uh, um, if we had approached the entire season um, playing with that kind of fire and that fight, we'd probably be in a different position right now as it stands. Do you all agree with that? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, because yeah. that's a different. That could be the difference in a lot of those games that we didn't have it, and we were losing a lot of fifty fifties. We cover every single game here on the channel. We've talked about that a lot this season, where it's just that fight just simply isn't there. But 
it cannot be, I don't think it can be uh, understated that Max really needs to uh, start having a little bit more of an influence. But the problem is we need the influence in the area that he's always just depended on his guys and that's offensively. And that's the part that worries me. But when we talk about moving on with the positives, I think he's got to stop separating certain guys, um, especially now with the absence of Chiesa to continue to just hold off on the Artur Locatelli thing. I think he just needs to, it needs to end and he needs to do it. Cause I think it's going to be best for the overall group. Final question on storm the barn does he absolutely have to play arthur and loka together omer yes Lex. absolutely have to yeah i would say so it's what's worked so francisco yes but it won't happen so oh jesus it won't I, happen I'm on that i'm on yes. that train since august by the way Okay, yes, and Omar wanted. He was very, very lively in the chat uh, the other day. Yes, we gave credit. Uh, The 433 call was Omar's. Why uh, why is it so painful to you? Why? Why is it so So, painful to you to give me credit? Yeah, even a broken clock is right twice a day, everybody. Okay, Uh, so we must give credit where credit. I'm just kidding. Omar's Omar's, uh, money. He's, he's always my the guys jumping on here on forklifts for God's sakes making shows so we got to show love Omar. that's reality material yeah I love it <laughs> I love it guys um, unfortunate circumstances but a lot of fun breaking it down getting all your thoughts on uh, the match and everything the live as active as always hey we got 34 on right now please if you haven't hit the like button okay if you're new subscribe to the channel. It is all UVA all the time. Uh, we got your news coverage daily and, uh, of course, live shows. We'll be back for a match day live prior to Udinese. And, um, yeah, again, I remain with the same message I had on Twitter, and that was just the guys showed a lot of fight, and that's back-to-back matches. We can do a lot with that, and I agree with Bernardeschi. We'd be in a different spot. We have to remain consistent at the very least – in the fight and we will be fine on to the next one fino alla fina forza juventus ciao tutti